The word is versus. It's a preposition. The dictionary gives it a one-word definition. Versus means against. If there were such a thing, versus might be the word of the year. One person versus another. One color versus another. One worldview versus another. Versus is a powerful word. If people don't think like you, act like you, are we going, man, how am I supposed to live on mission when everyone's lost? Well, <laughs> that's the mission. <laughs> In this episode of Stories of Hope, we have two stories from two communities, places where the idea of one versus another could have and should have won over hearts and minds. This is the story of how two churches did not let that happen. This is Stories of Hope, Episode 44, Chapter 1. All he has to do is step outside his house, and Dale Huntington sticks out like a very white, very sore thumb. There's not a lot of, not a lot of white people here, but um, we, we were cool with that. Five years ago, Dale and his family moved to San Diego to start a church. They ended up in a mostly Hispanic and African-American community called Mount Hope. We wanted to be in this neighborhood, uh, Mount Hope, because we really had a heart for uh, the urban core, which would mean, you know, dense and diverse. And uh, we wanted to be in a place where there's also poverty. Like, it's just my vibe. And when I'm around rich people, uh, I get nervous, you know. But when I'm here uh, uh, in Southeast San Diego, it's beautiful. The people are awesome. They're authentic. They're real. And they welcome me like family. Dale's strategy for meeting his neighbors and starting a church was simple. Walk the same neighborhood over and over again till people get to know us. And it worked. He met people who didn't look like him, and together they started City Life Church. And um, it's been beautiful because we're all so different, and the more we seek unity and the more we seek to be one in Christ, I, I think that we just display God's glory uh, to our whole community. But when COVID-19 came, City Life had to leave the school where they'd been meeting. That's where Dale's story of hope begins, when he and his church started meeting their neighbors' basic human needs. That's when lots of those different-looking, different-thinking people in Mount Hope began to trust their neighborhood pastor, the one who stuck out like a sore thumb. Here's how it happened. Middle part of March in my community, we started talking to people in our church and hearing okay, this person's out of a job, this guy's struggling, these people are not working anymore, struggling, not sure what to do. But there started to be a lot of, you know, middle-class people who suddenly were like, I don't have enough right now either. So the first thing we did is, A, we were trying to say to the world and to our community, like, we're not going anywhere, even though we can't meet in the school anymore. And uh, we've always had a food pantry. So when we were allowed to, we went to the school, grabbed all our food pantry stuff, put it in my side yard, and then we just took one of our street signs that our church uses and just wrote in marker, if you need help, call this Google number. And we started getting calls. And then we got to give out groceries and uh, the tons and tons and tons of food that we've given out. We do this for people because Jesus loves them, but we also share the gospel with people because Jesus loves them. And so, yes, we've had people accept Jesus during this season, but really a lot of the fruit we're seeing is like the, the bridge that we're trying to put this heavy weight of truth on top of, the bridge is getting stronger and stronger. It's been like four years now 
that so so when I first moved here about it took about six months for people to see that I wasn't a cop took a while um like just they would just say what's this white dude doing here what's his agenda what's he about but there was this one dude man um he gave me the side eye every time I saw him when I see him in the market when I see him on the block side eye side eye side eye and then we did the lockdown and then quarantine and then we started offering food to the community so I don't know exactly the moment that it happened but whatever problem he had with me just broke and suddenly he was calling me pastor um he was asking you know hey can, can we get some pampers can we get some you know all these things and um it's like man i've been walking the block for four dang years and you would not give me the time of day but suddenly god did something in his heart and so then you know he starts talking to me, he'll tell other people about me now. So suddenly, um, you know, you had people that were not people of peace that were like probably talking trash behind my back, suddenly saying, yeah, yeah, this guy's legit. And so now I'm just thanking him and thanking him because God was at work in our community. And it's just an, an amazing opportunity to plant this church here in San Diego. And now chapter two. It's one thing to love the place where you grew up. It's another thing to love the place where you grew up, even when other people don't. People from South Kansas City kind of have a chip on our shoulder. We've always kind of been the overlooked little brother. Blake Fortner is white. English is his first and mostly only language. And he was born and raised in South Kansas City. This is where I'm from, uh, so I grew up here. Put all that together, and that makes Blake very unique. I've always kind of been um, the white guy surrounded by people who weren't white because we have um, African-American, we have white, we have Middle Eastern. We have 21 different nationalities go to the school that my kids are in. So that's kind of the environment of, of, of South KC. Three years ago, Blake was on staff at a church in another part of the city. And he was trying to find someone to come and start a new congregation in his old neighborhood. South Kansas City, there's not a lot of churches here, and there was no one planting in this area. Everyone was going outside of it, around it, but no one in it. And I remember going, man, people should go there. And I'm like, well, maybe that person's me. That's where Blake Fortner's story of hope begins, when he and his friends decided to plant Three Trails Community Church in South Kansas City. We're in a very unchurched, de-churched, diverse area. And so we first started with um, building community through serving. It turns out that was the perfect thing to do. And it was the perfect place and the perfect time. Here's why. When we talk about building community through serving, it's not just a tagline. And I had a lot of good friends who work for different corporations and they're like, yeah, my, my company gives us 40 hours a, a year to, to serve our community. And so we've always had a guideline that our, the co-pastor and I, we give about 10% of our work week um, to serving. We, I'm part of the ESL program, um, tutoring kids from different cultures and languages. But what I've found is that the world has a lot of ways to serve it. And if I just plug into them, it goes so much farther because it's already there. So, you know, when COVID hit, one of the, one of the community partners um, in the Kansas City area is called Harvesters. And they are funded through um, different agencies, government. 
and they will provide pallets of fresh produce. Each pallet is anywhere from 500 pounds to a ton of fill in the blanks, corn, potatoes, oranges. And so, you know, even from the beginning, when we were just a, a church that could barely provide 20 volunteers, we were able to start feeding. And so here's an opportunity that, that costs us nothing. And my, one of my favorite parts of the food pantry is you can come to our food pantry and you're going to see, you know, a, we have a six foot five, you know, very large African-American gentleman working with a two year old white kid. You know, we, we've got an 80 year old. We, we have a lady who um, grew up in Ecuador. So she's our you know Spanish speaker. And so our community comes and they're like, wow, this is our community. And then when they start talking to us and they're like, wow, you don't just come here to serve us. This is you like we fit the demographic. That's kind of us in a, in a nutshell is as we feel like we are the, you know, light of the world. You people will see your good works. And so when COVID hit, it allowed me to see um, really, you know, I, I knew the demographics of my city, but it wasn't the names of the people. It was just, it, it was just, well, you know, so-and-so 60 or so-and-so is African-American or so-and-so is white. Now it's no, no, that's not, that's not so-and-so that's, that's Winnie, my neighbor. So that's kind of what COVID has done is it, it is, it has made us go, here's our community. Um, we are of the community. We are the community. We want to reach the community. In just a few days, you and your church will have a historic opportunity to do what Dale and Blake have done. On Sunday, October 4th, churches everywhere will be reaching out to hurting and lonely people. That day will be a Send Relief special day of service. For practical ideas on how you and your church can join with believers around the world to meet needs and change lives, go to sendrelief.org. Once again, that date is Sunday, October 4th. City Life Church in San Diego and Three Trails Community Church in Kansas City have done something else unique. They've brought people of all different colors together to serve alongside each other. As they've done so, they've set an example for other Christ followers. Undivided, more than a hashtag, is a Bible study that can help you and your church understand the role God calls us to play in racial reconciliation. You can download that study for free at namb.net slash undivided. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify podcasts and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you liked what you heard here, please rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Stories of Hope.